0: Sask Egg today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. SaskEgg Ag today. With Doug Faulkner.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag today, coming up on today's program. There's been a report of John Deere selling farm equipment directly to a Saskatchewan-based farm corporation. SaskagToday.com Chief Agricultural Editor Kevin Hirsch will look into this for us. The latest cattle market update suggests Saskatchewan cattle prices were mixed last week. Livestock Development Intern at the Ministry of Agriculture, Emily Taylor, will have all the details on that. Agriculture in the Classroom Canada is using AI technology to inspire and encourage youth to consider a career in the agriculture and agri-food industry. Executive Director Matthew Rouleau will have the details on that. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of Saskag Today. Welcome back to SASGAG Today. There's been a report of John Deere selling farm equipment directly to a Saskatchewan-based farm corporation. Saskangtoday.com chief agricultural editor Kevin Hirsch delved into the controversy.
3: Well, Monette Farms is actually based out of Swift Current, Saskatchewan, but they own land in many locations across Saskatchewan probably one of the biggest farms. There's bigger land owners, but Manette Farms probably farms more ground in Saskatchewan than anyone else. Has a little bit of ground in uh, in uh, northern part of Manitoba as well, owns land in Montana, uh, in Arizona, uh, some uh, vineyard stuff in BC. They're, they're a big entity, also into uh, some uh, seed exports now, also into some cattle and I ran into somebody in the farm equipment industry that said to me how come it's never been reported in the mainstream media that John Deere sold equipment directly to Monette Farms bypassing their dealership network well, he's quite right, this has been talked about in coffee shops and talked about uh, on social media quite a bit, so I decided I'd look into it and, and mostly, you know, unnamed but reliable sources did give John Deere and Manette Farms a chance to comment, but yes, this is one of those deals where John Deere went directly to Manette Farms and said, hey, buy John Deere. Oh, no, we're we're, we're keys. we've always bought our equipment from Redhead Equipment. No, no, we can do you, a better deal than that. So... Some 300 uh, serial numbers of equipment, so combines, tractors, sprayers, whatnot. So a huge deal. And Monette Farms turned from red to green, although they do still do Borgo drills out of redhead equipment. And the dealership network is actually quite concerned about this. John Schmeiser the, of the North American Equipment Dealers Association says there's been a number of dealers express concern that they're being bypassed. Now John Deere for its part, it's the only thing that it would say is that dealers always have an opportunity to participate or not in these sort of deals. And my information was that there was a participation payment made to the dealerships that uh, would be affected because they still have to do warranty work. But some dealers that uh, are just worried that this might uh, affect the dealership network going forward.
2: He says the reported deal has not gone over well with John Deere dealerships.
3: Now it's it's really interesting when you see a really big player like that switch allegiance, uh, going red to green and Manette being such a a large player in the industry. The other thing that happened is that many of the dealers believe that uh, their allocation of new equipment was reduced because Manette was getting all of this equipment directly from John Deere and therefore they had to wait longer and their producers had to wait longer for equipment because this deal took place in 2022 when the whole equipment supply chain was still recovering and and lots of producers had to wait for their equipment but when you're the size and uh economic power that uh, manette farms has become they they tend to stand first in line they're they're the kind of farm that every manufacturer and every dealer would uh, love to do business with
2: and Hirsch says it's not something that happens a lot in North America.
3: Well, I think that, you know, certainly that, you know, farmers are can uh, quite, quite rightly decide they want to switch allegiance, or, or many producers run a, a mix of equipment. In this case, uh, some sources suggest that this was the first one-off deal directly from the manufacturer to a farmer in Canada, and there had only been a couple of other cases like this in the U.S. So there is sort of setting precedent but it was a case of John Deere with their acquisitions group specifically going after a, a big client and, and- Uh, bypassing or at least partially bypassing their dealership network to do it which is a different way of doing business some suggest that uh, if you look not in saskatchewan but in alberta and a number of u.s states that this uh, sort of direct deal from an original equipment manufacturer to a, a farmer would be illegal but others say well there might have been ways to structure the deal where it wouldn't actually be offside for the law
2: kevin hirsch is the chief agricultural editor or SaskAgtoday.com. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan GX 94 Review. Protein Industries Canada has released the road to $25 billion an updated roadmap for Canada's ingredient manufacturing, food processing and bioproduct sector, which includes a goal of $25 billion in revenue by 2035. Protein Industries Canada CEO Bill Gruel says our agriculture and food sector has long been undervalued as an economic driver. He says currently our trading partners import Canadian raw commodities and generate value through ingredient manufacturing, Food production and bioproduct development. Some of these products are exported back to Canada. Gruel says bringing this value-added opportunity home represents the 25 billion dollar potential outlined in the roadmap. He adds that the federal government has shown interest in investing in electric battery manufacturing as a means to meeting its sustainability and economic goals and now he wants to see the same kind of support for the plant protein and ingredient sector Avian influenza also known as bird flu has been detected in Manitoba The federal government says the highly transmissible virus was found on a farm south of Winkler The Canadian Food Inspection Agency has declared a primary control zone in the area in order to prevent the spread of the virus This means that birds their products and their byproducts can't be moved into out of or within the control zone without permission. ADM and Marathon Petroleum Corporation held a ribbon-cutting ceremony yesterday to celebrate the opening of their joint venture soybean processing facility at Spiritwood, North Dakota. Green Bison Soy Processing is the state's first soybean-specific processing complex and a major step towards meeting increased demand for renewable diesel. The facility, located about 290 kilometres south of the Canada-U.S. border, will bring significant new regional demand for soybeans to the northern plains, as it's designed to process 150,000 bushels per day. Refined oil from the Green Bison Crush plant and refinery will be supplied exclusively to Marathon as a feedstock for renewable diesel. The facility is projected to produce 600 million pounds of soybean oil annually, enough to produce an estimated 75 million gallons of renewable diesel per year. The plant, which received its first loads of soybeans in September, and is currently in the commissioning phase, is also expected to generate 1.28 million metric tons of soybean meal annually. Ukraine and Britain have agreed on a special mechanism for discounts on war risk insurance on exports through the Black Sea Corridor, which has helped transport almost 4 million metric tons of goods since August. Kyiv launched a humanitarian corridor for ships bound for African and Asian markets to try to circumvent a de facto blockade in the Black Sea after Russia quit a United Nations-brokered deal that had guaranteed Ukraine's seaborne exports during the war. War risk insurance remains one of the critical issues for securing the capabilities of the route since Russia keeps targeting it, dropping mines close to the path. Insurance premiums have risen sharply following a Russian attack on a liberia flag civilian vessel entering port in the Odessa region in early November, killing a Ukrainian pilot and injuring four crew members. Bayer's new CEO says the company's management is evaluating whether to spin off its crop science division as part of a company-wide restructuring process. A German news outlet reported in July that Bill Anderson was considering divesting the company's agriculture business, one of Bayer's three divisions, along with Bayer Pharmaceuticals and Bayer Consumer Health, on the stock market. In a November 8th earnings call with investors, he confirmed a spin-off of Bayer CropScience as one of several structural changes that are under consideration. Anderson, who became CEO in June said Bayer's management is not happy with the company's performance this year. He says they've established an expert team of external financial advisors to evaluate how to maximize value for shareholders. And be sure to listen to the latest SaskAg Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Welcome back to SaskAg Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's mainly sunny and three degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at 1 o'clock. The latest cattle market update suggests Saskatchewan cattle prices were mixed last week. Livestock development intern at the Ministry of Agriculture, Emily Taylor, says feeder steer prices were down in all but two categories – while heifer prices were mixed.
4: Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices showed some declines from the week prior. However, average prices for cattle between 400 and 600 pounds were unaffected. Feeder steer prices were weaker compared to November 3rd, with all but two categories showing declines. Prices ranged from $483.45 per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound category, down to $284.25 per hundred weight for the 900 plus pound weight steers. The 400- to 500-pound average steer price increased $5.92 per hundredweight, while prices declined $12.42 per hundredweight for the 900-plus pound steer category. Saskatchewan's feeder heifers were mixed and ranged from $377.18 per hundredweight for the 300- to 400-pound category to $276.30 per hundredweight for the 800-plus pound weight category. The 500- to 600-pound heifer category had the largest increase at $2.91 per hundredweight over the prior week. The largest decline was in the 800 to 900 pound category declining $7.83 per hundredweight on average.
2: Live cattle futures and low demand were a factor.
4: Feeder cattle prices were weaker as feedlots filled up and there was less demand for cattle. Cattle futures also declined this week with feeder cattle futures declining $10.88 per hundredweight for November and $13.33 per hundredweight for January. Live cattle features dropped by $9.70 per hundredweight for December contracts and $10.58 per hundredweight for February.
2: The number of cattle sold at auction in Saskatchewan was down a bit compared to the previous week.
4: The volume of Saskatchewan feeder cattle sold at auction markets declined for the week ending November 10th with CanFax reporting 42,063 heads sold compared to the 44,501 head marketed the previous week. Market volume was higher than the 31,782 head marketed during the same week last year.
2: And Taylor has the latest prices for market-ready cattle in Alberta.
4: The price for Alberta-fed steers averaged $230.89 per hundredweight for the week ending November 10th. Prices of Alberta cows were down compared to November 3rd. D2 cows decreased $4.13 per hundredweight from the previous week to average $133.94 per hundredweight. The price of D3 cows was down $5.34 per hundredbate from the prior week, ending at an average price of $118.29 per hundredbate.
2: Emily Taylor is a livestock development intern with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture with the latest cattle market update for the week ending November 10th. Livestock market conditions. US Live Cattle Futures for December are trading at one hundred seventy seven ninety five this hour. That's up two hundred ten. February live cattle trading at one hundred seventy eight eighty seven up two full cents. January feeder cattle trading at two hundred thirty eighty, up one hundred eighty. March feeder cattle trading at two hundred thirty three seventy up two hundred thirty two. December, lean hogs trading at 71.60, down 70. February, lean hogs trading at 75.25, down 67. And that's the livestock market conditions. Agriculture in the Classroom Canada is using AI technology to inspire and encourage youth to consider a career in the agriculture and agri food industry. They've launched a campaign called I Am Ag last week as part of Career Month in Canada. Executive Director Matthew Rouleau says the interactive AI tool is available online at imag.ca.
0: What it does is people take a selfie within our platform and then our platform will then take the selfie and put it on different attributes and different faces of attributes. So let's say we're logical, persuasive, outdoorsy, logical. Those are all different things. And at the end, it creates a little video saying that I am ag and you put forward your profession and your job. And the goal is to really showcase the thousands of careers that there are in agriculture and that they all have different walks of life.
2: While the video is being produced, a list of career options is displayed.
0: So certain uh, career pathways might suggest that they explore vet being a vet, being an agronomist, being a seed uh, geneticist. And those will be linked to their attributes that they'll have chosen just before. And then they'll be able to go and see, okay, well, what type of education do I need? And, oh, that's really cool. I actually can have a job here. There's a lot of ways of doing that. And so... We're hoping that the industry is able to support us.
2: The the campaign launched at the Rural Agricultural Fair in Toronto last week and Rouleau said a few people tried the AI video tool.
0: They saw how easy and accessible it was and it was very interesting to see your face on the different portraits uh, generated by the computer to be able to put forward the uh, different attributes you've chosen and uh, it's it's very interesting to to really tie in different careers and some of the there was a few teachers that were at our press conference and they were very excited to see uh, that they're going to be able to tie it in and kind of captivate the audience of youth, especially since young people are are a lot on their phones. They'd like that tech savvy stuff and tying in different careers.
2: Rouleau encourages people who use the tool to share it on social media with the hashtag. I am Egg. It's time now to check in once again with Tanya Cherry. Hey,
1: thank you, Doug. You know what? I'm just checking out our GX94 radio auction, and man... You can actually make money on one of these items. Take a look at lot number 317. So from vetted HVAC, this is the gas furnace that has the heat pump, the air conditioning unit. It is the souped up one that I believe the, the government wants us all to be getting, right? Uh, Because you are getting rebates back. It has a value of $18,000. And as soon as the person gets that item, they win that, they purchase that furnace, well, immediately you were getting $7,100 back in rebates. Now, how do you make money on this? Well, the current bid is just $7. (laughs) Yeah, $7. So you could bid that thing up to just under $7,000 and you're making money on it. It is incredible, and you're walking away with a fantastic furnace. So you need that? Take a look at lot number 317. Check it out with the GX94 radio auction, gx94radio.com.
2: Welcome back to SASGAG Today. The COP28 conference, also known as the United Nations Climate Change Conference, will be happening later this month in Dubai, which is in the United Arab Emirates. A Saskatchewan delegation will be attending that conference, including Regina Mayor Sandra Masters. She says it's an opportunity to showcase the Queen's City as the place to be,
5: we will be speaking about is uh, the industries that are located within the city of Regina, and I'll use the FCL and, and AGT Foods Integrated Ag Complex as uh, something that we help facilitate as a as a uh, investment-friendly city, and really wanting to look to the future for both agriculture and renewable diesel. We'll be speaking about some of the practices that the city of Regina does. For example, our methane gas capture, um, which uh, produces enough energy, I understand to to uh, to um, heat uh, uh, about a thousand homes. Um, it's something I think we take a little bit for granted, but I can tell you in other travels that I've done, um, we were at the City Summit of the Americas in Denver, and that's a really big deal. That's It's, it's actually kind of a, a, a remarkable thing that we're that far along, and people don't need to know about it. Part of it is about signaling that uh, we have a partnership with our universities and our research centers, so that if industry was looking to invest in food, in agriculture, in carbon capture sequestration, sequestration, that we're a city that is looking for that type of industry to invest. Um, Any business that locates in the city, as you know, ends up, if they buy property and we end up uh, working on zoning issues or potential other partnerships, um, really it's about advancing that idea that we have institutional organizations like the University of Regina, First Nations University, as well as SAS Polytechnic, who are producing the individuals and the technicians and the scientists necessary to investigate things uh, from an engineering perspective, um, that we have a community that is really quite lovely to live in. We have all the amenities necessary to live a great quality of life.
2: Masters also says the COP28 conference is a chance to learn what other places in the world are doing to address certain issues.
5: If, and I'll use Finland because it's nice and cold there, if they have particular technology that they're using, um, it may be something interesting that we discover while we're there and can have conversations about. It's it's very similar to the participation with other mayors. When you start talking about we're all facing the same challenges as cities, all of us around the world, and so that idea about where have they managed to leap ahead on some of their climate action, and uh, what technology and where are they getting their Research from, or uh, you may be able to import it into the city of Regina.
2: Engaging with people from different countries and having positive outcomes from those conversations are the mayor's benchmarks for a successful trip.
5: So, part of it is about the engagement piece, part of it is you may end up with folks uh, attending, um, say, the Canada's Farm Show, who maybe, even though we get uh, gosh, I think it's 87 international countries that travel here for the Canada's Farm Show, or 70 or 80 for agribition. They may actually end up par- coming and participating at Canada's Farm Show. You know, there's a focus on ag tech and precision agriculture and all the things attached to how we can produce crops in a way that keeps yields up but perhaps reduces the amount of nutrients we have to use or um, or the equipment or study of the ground, soil, all of those things that, you know, the agronomics that go into uh, agriculture, they may end up attending the city of Regina. We also may end up with an increase in international students that want to attend the University of Regina or come here to study at SAS Polytechnique. Those are the types of things that I think would be successes.
2: In last month's throne speech, the Saskatchewan government committed to attending the COP28 conference to promote the province as a desirable market to do business with. The conference runs from November 30th through December 12th in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Commodities Update Canola futures are trading up across the board this hour. January canola trading at $719 per metric tonne. That's up $5.10. March canola trading at 724.70, up $4.40. December Minneapolis wheat trading at 735 per bushel, up a half a cent. December Kansas City wheat trading at six thirty-seven and a half, and a half, down 2 and a quarter cents. December Chicago wheat trading at five sixty and three quarters down eleven and a quarter cents December corn trading at four sixty nine and a half down eight and three quarters of a cent January soybeans trading at thirteen eighty two per bushel down seven and three quarters of a cent December oats trading at three fifty and a half down five and three quarters of a cent. And that's the Commodities Update.
0: Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Farm Bulletin Board.
2: The Melville branch of the Canadian Mental Health Association is holding a talk, ask and listen workshop in the city next week. Michael Hollick says it's being held in conjunction with the Dumore More Ag Foundation.
6: The Melville Canadian Mental Health Association, the Melville branch, is partnering with Dumore Ag to put on a talk, ask and listen workshop. The workshop points out, uh, signs and symptoms of mental illness, uh, sometimes the things you should notice right at the beginning. Uh, this program was created by farmers for farmers, and it caters to the uniqueness, needs of farmers. Uh, we do have a registration which is coming up real quick. As uh, In fact, is it's the deadline is November 17th, which is Friday. People can email malvocmha at gmail.com. For more information or to register, or they can contact Vicki at 728-8546 to register. The workshop is on Tuesday, November 21st at 9.30 a.m. till 2.30. Uh, Lunch will be supri- uh, supplied.
2: He outlines what will be discussed at the workshop.
6: If anyone has ever heard of the uh, mental health Uh, workshops uh, you know the awareness workshops it follows the same things but it dwells more on the agriculture side and it's certainly in a situation um, uh, central and western Saskatchewan who's gone through third drought in a row I'm sure there's a tremendous amount of stress there and those are the types of things that uh, can set people off on a on a tangent I've taken the course myself a couple of times, and I find it extremely useful, and I encourage people who may feel themselves, their loved ones, their family members, or whomever, might be showing signs of uh, stress uh, to attend a workshop, and they will have a better understanding on how to handle the situation than simply saying, oh my gosh, we've got to phone the doctor.
2: Halleck notes the workshop is open to both men and women, in the agriculture industry
6: absolutely uh, in the past the ones I've attended we've seen a lot of farm couples uh, attend it's not necessary that it be that way but it is open to everyone and even adult uh, uh, children adult uh, students who uh, have an interest or maybe are helping farming already uh, it would they probably get a huge benefit by attending this course so again, uh, the course itself is uh, next Tuesday, November 21st, uh, starting at 9.30 a.m. in Melville at Melville Community Works. Lunch is supplied. Uh, to register, you can email melvocmha at uh, and you'll get more information there and how to register, or you can contact Vicki at 306-728-8546 to register.
2: And he concludes with these final comments.
6: I just uh, encourage people that were sort of sliding into winter, uh, although today seems like a little less of a winter day than some, uh, to take a few hours to attend these courses and they'd find it extremely beneficial to themselves and their family.
2: That's Michael Halleck. He is a member of the Melville branch of the Canadian Mental Health Association. It's now 1 o'clock, that means it's time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Musiman Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today, partly to mainly sunny, winds south-southeast at 10 to 20, and a high of plus 4. For tonight, becoming cloudy with a 30% chance of late flurries, one centimeter possible, winds northwest at 15 to 25 and a low of minus 4. For tomorrow, a 40% chance of early flurries, then sunny, winds northwest at 15 to 30, a high of minus 1 and overnight low of minus 3. For Friday, partly to mainly sunny, Winds west at 15 to 30, and a high of plus 4. For Saturday, partly to mainly sunny, a high of plus 6. And Sunday, partly sunny, a high of plus 5. In the Paw, it's 2 degrees. Swan River, Shoal Lake Russell and Roblin are at 1. Dauphin, 8. Brandon, 5. Regina and Saskatoon reporting in at 3. Hudson Bay 0, Broadview Musiman 4, Indian Head, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington 2. The Yorkton-Melville region has a mainly sunny sky, a west-southwest wind at 13 kilometers an hour. 56% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 3 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for Saskag today. For today, be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12:15 for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines.
0: Saskag Today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.